0: Welcome to The Veggies.
1: Banger Reviews. I'm Veggie. And I'm Mrs. Veggie. Today we're doing a bonus episode talking about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1.
0: So this episode is called New World Order, and it's about Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes realize that their futures are anything but normal. So before we go too far into this podcast, we do have to say this episode is completely filled with spoilers. So you have not seen this, please take the time to watch it first or... Just enjoy the spoilers and then watch it.
1: Uh, yeah, it's entirely spoilers. There's nothing spoiler free here. <laughs>
0: uh, so we have watched the episode. We officially just finished watching it ourselves. Uh, the episode starts out with uh, Sam Wilson uh, getting ready. He's actually pressing the shirt uh, and you get the sense of it's kind of like a dreary kind of like scene where he, you think he's going to a funeral.
1: Yeah, I thought he was going to a funeral. I thought it was going to be. Captain America funeral <laughs> I was totally prepared for it and uh, and later on we find out that's not it he was just going to the Smithsonian and was giving up the shield
0: so yes yeah, so he you, you see him put the shield into a bag he kind of like when he looks at the shield he's kind of like so you get this like when he looks at the shield you get this like depressing look on his face uh, and you can see he's on set. So it definitely looks like he's going to see Steve Rogers for like the last time.
1: Yeah, that was my thought. And then we immediately transition into a mission. Basically, it is an ode to Captain America Winter Soldier.
0: Which their transitions between scenes in this episode is very odd. Uh, they don't really give you like information of like modern day or past day or pre in game after in game. I mean, we know that the shield is after in game due to the fact that That's how he gets the shield from Steve Rogers sitting on the bench. Again, if you haven't seen Endgame spoilers from this too.
1: There's a lot of assumption in watching this that you're dedicated to the MCU, that you are invested in this already and have at least some basic history to it. I don't think the show is meant to be an introduction for people to jump into the MCU. You have to understand who the Falcon is. You have to understand who the Winter Soldier is to get any part of this story, in my opinion.
0: And like Mrs. Veggie was saying, they totally do the scene of uh, pretty much where Falcons in the the uh, the plane, and he just goes and hits the 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 button and jumps out of the plane, kind of like the so like she said, the O to Captain America. Uh, I must say, Captain America did it ten thousand times better. The whole like, does he need a parachute? <laughs> right out the plane.
1: Well, part of that's unfair because we know he's the Falcon. Um, we have you know, we already know that he has wings. So that's a little unfair. I did think it was kind of exciting seeing the Falcon actually fly and going through all the different terrain and stuff like that towards his target, towards his mission. I thought it was filmed in a very practical way. You got that practical feeling. Part of that's because of the the stunt that it is, um, you use, you know, parachutes, you use the squirrel suits. So it is very practical in that effect. And they just highlighted that using cameras on physical bodies. And I thought that looked great during the flying scenes, um, which was definitely the highlight of that whole sequence.
0: Now, this might be our experience only. It might not be for every like everyone's experience. But totally the action with Falcon mainly the whole camera was actually really janky uh, and it kind of looked like um, like stuttering was, was happening. And I don't know if it was something with like our Internet connection with Disney Plus or because I really don't view that Disney Plus would allow that to actually go through. But one thing I do know about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, this was actually supposed to come out before WandaVision. Like this was supposed to be the first series from the Marvel Universe that came out on the Disney Plus.
1: Yes. The pandemic did change the whole entire sequencing. So potentially it might've just been our Disney plus or our internet. It might've been how it was filmed. Um, but that fight scene with the guy, the criminal bad guy, forget his name, um, that we had seen in winter soldier wasn't nearly as crisp or as exciting as it was in winter soldier. Um, that captain America fight is definitely better than the Sam Wilson fight. I will say in my opinion,
0: And the cool thing, the one thing I did like about the whole Falcon suit was the fact when they were exiting the plane and shooting out, so shooting at Sam Wilson, his wings became a big giant shield. That was pretty cool. Yes,
1: I thought that was a nice upgrade. Um, And then they even talk about, you know, he's in the Air Force now and which I thought was interesting because I didn't think he was going to go back into the military. But I guess, you know, you got to do what you got to do and the Avengers doesn't really exist anymore. So then we're introduced to a different character, Torres, who is part of the air force working alongside with Sam Wilson. And this is where we get introduced to what I think will probably end up being the big bad throughout the whole entire series. Um, He's like, Hey, look at this like handprint thing that I see around here. And it's an extremist group on the internet. And they believe that life was better during the blip. Um, Which is really important. That's a nice, hey, here, we're going to introduce somebody to you really quickly. Um, And then we get pulled away again when Sam is now back in Washington, D.C. He's at the Smithsonian. And we find out he is not Captain America. He has given up the shield.
0: So during the scene, when Sam Winston's handing over the shield to the guy, the gentleman that takes the shield totally gives me the vibe of Obadiah Stane who is Ironmonger in Iron Man the movie. So if you guys don't remember, he's the bad bad guy. Jeff Bridges plays uh, in the first movie. And he totally gives me like this weird vibe of like, hey, I'm kind of happy that Sam Wilson's given the shield because I want to give it to the person I want it to go to kind of thing.
1: Interesting. That wasn't the vibe I got at all. What the vibe I got from this sequence was I was getting, this is the Captain America version of... The Spider-Man Far From Home send-off to Tony Stark. That was the, the vibe I got. Where Far From Home is all about saying goodbye to Iron Man and his significance to the MCU. This is saying goodbye to the Captain America Steve Rogers that we know send-off. That was the vibes I got, at least. So with this, we also get a tour of the Smithsonian, which is a great kind of transition into our introduction to Bucky Barnes a.k.a. the Winter Soldier.
0: When you see him walking past the exhibit, you see you do see a picture of Bucky Barnes on the exhibit itself.
1: Yes. And then we transition into what we... I think I was uncertain of the timeline issue that we mentioned earlier because uh, it we are then introduced to some foreign place that I don't know where it was, but I know it wasn't in the United States because no building looks like that in the United States. And we see an attack... Being executed by the Winter Soldier.
0: Yes, and like the only reason you can tell that it's pre like in game and everything is due to the fact that uh, the Winter Soldier or Bucky has long hair,
1: and he says "Hail Hydra."
0: Yeah, and he says "Hail Hydra," of course. But uh, the one thing I do love about the Winter Soldier is his fight scenes are amazing. Oh like, yeah. I, again, they had again it could be internet issues or Disney Plus issues, but the the scenes were kind of janky. But out of all the Uh, Marvel heroes like by far I love his fight scenes
1: yes so then after we see this fight scene we see Bucky just wake up Uh, he's having a nightmare and then we transition to therapy (laughs) and I I have mixed feelings on the therapy session
0: Uh, I definitely I don't know too much about therapy sessions Uh, however I think Bucky's kind of correct when like the, the uh, therapist is asking him questions and she does cast a lot of judgment against him.
1: So as somebody who went through professional training, I can confidently say that's not how you're supposed to run a therapy session. Um, So I say that with confidence as someone who was trained to do this. And also the, the fact that he calls her out on the passive aggressive notebook actually cracked me up because then when they talk about the, the rules that they've made up for him on making amends, that's, those are also super passive-aggressive. And he's also being passive-aggressive by calling out how passive-aggressive it is. It was just a scene of passive-aggressiveness.
0: We also we also, we also, figure out when he's in the th- therapy session that the scene that you see before the therapy session is actually a fizzy nightmare, like we said, that he's having. And he's trying to get closure from i guess all the things that he's done in the past slash the two wars that he's been in cuz he he makes it like he says i've been in a war for 90 years i've only had peace when i was in wakanda
1: yeah so we we see him trying to make amends in kind of a funny way cuz he goes after this congresswoman and it's kind of funny also that entire sequence would have scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah,
0: I couldn't imagine being sitting in the car and like the car turn on and the doors lock and then it starts driving by itself.
1: I would I would cry. Honestly, I would just start crying. I wouldn't know what to do. So that was pretty terrifying. Um, I will say with the therapy scene and how it's filmed, I didn't like how they zoomed in on the faces too often and for too long. I just think it reduced... The feeling of it and the impact of it because when we end the up that scene um she says you're free and he goes to do what and i thought that was super impactful but because they'd used the zoomed in face for probably two minutes too long it took away how impactful that was
0: but she also makes a statement which i didn't understand is I, i i think from what she said and i believe it was her like from her point of view she's also been in a war Yes. Uh, okay. Cause I did. Okay. Making sure I understood that. Yeah.
1: Um, and usually that's how that goes. Um, if you're in a government system like this, they try to give you a therapist that has a, at least experienced some form of combat. They try to, um, and he's definitely court ordered to do this. So they would definitely try and match him with somebody who would match his experiences the closest. Um, so then we see what happens after therapy. When he breaks up a fight between an older gentleman and a young kid in New York City.
0: And they had this kind of funny, like when they're in the alleyway, they had this funny like scene together when he's like, hey, I want to go to a certain restaurant. And then the old gentleman's like, no, I don't want to go there. And he's like, hey, but we do this every Wednesday or whatever day it was. And the gentleman's like, all right, I'll go. Just no talking.
1: I'm not going to lie. As an old soul at heart, I love hanging out with older people. And I say older people like 70 plus. So I really thrived on their relationship and watching them interact at lunch. I thought that was super sweet. Um, But then you start getting clues as to why Bucky is hanging out with this older guy. And it's based off of that nightmare flashback that we saw when we we first see the Winter Soldier.
0: So did you have the idea that Bucky knew who this guy was already. I thought it was just, they had just had this relationship because they were next door neighbors.
1: Oh no, no. I knew immediately as soon as he was like, Oh, my son used to love the red Yoki or Moki, Sorry. I knew immediately. Oh, he's making amends because we foreshadowed it with the therapy session about his three rules of making amends. He has a full list. I immediately, I knew that was why,
0: Well, we got at that part of the scene. We knew that that was his son that Bucky killed in the nightmare but what I'm saying is prior to that, did you know that's because I got it from the same scene that you're you're speaking of. That's when I was like, okay, this is the guy's father. But before I thought it was just like he was he had this relationship with the older gentleman just because they were next door neighbors.
1: No, also because She's flipping through his phone and is like, you haven't got 10 contacts in here and like makes all these comments about how he's so isolated. He doesn't have any friends. I immediately knew that there was a secondary reason why Bucky was hanging out with him. Um, and we get told that relatively quickly. And even though it's, it's sad, it really is.
0: But the one good thing, the gentleman, old gentleman gets him a date. So at this time they make a, another transition, uh, back from Bucky Barnes to Sam Wilson And you see Sam Wilson pull up to like a port uh, and you have two kids that run up to him and say, Uncle Sam, Uh, he says hi to them. And you don't really know what's going on because they they zoom on a boat that says Paul and
1: Darlene, Darlene, I believe it was Darlene. Um, But yes, so we do see that he's family. He's normal. This is a normal superhero for once.
0: Uh, And then you're greeted with uh, Sam's sister uh, and they pretty much have the normal, like, Hey, you haven't been here for five years. Yeah. (laughs) What happened to you? You were all fighting superheroes while I was running the family business. So they had the general like brother, sister argument of like, Hey, our parents are dead and he wants to keep the business going and she wants to get out of it and sell it because she's been in the front line of the business for the five years and she knows what's going on. He doesn't. So they had this kind of interaction, but Sam has the, like the big pride of like, Hey, this is our family's business. Like we still have the family's house. We're not selling it. We're we're going to go out and physically get a loan and turn this business upside, upside down.
1: And honestly, this felt like the most normal thing I've ever seen in a MCU movie. Um, it was so normal. It's normal to see your family kind of bickering. It's normal to see how people are interacting and how... Some people avoid conflict. And then there's always that one sibling that tries to be the superhero and solve all the problems. It felt so normal and grounded in reality. It's nice to have that, especially after watching. Endgame and after watching, you know, fantastical beings do stuff, it's nice to see a normal hero for once.
0: Before the, the bank scene, they you catch them in the kitchen and they're discussing things and they're making food and it, they're making a lot of food. So I don't know if they're feeding like the homeless, the First, I thought they were like they were going to go feed the crewmates of the ship and everything. Uh, But after the bank scene and everything, which we'll talk about the bank scene, you didn't see them take the food off the back of the truck, but it never shows where it's actually going. So it's kind of interesting that they, I really think they are taking it to a homeless shelter.
1: I I really got confused by that, but I also appreciated it because he's talking about (laughs) leaving early. He's like, you're either early or you're late. There is no on time. And I, feel like i live by that pretty seriously
0: so the the bank scene is definitely in the episode for a reason uh they go to the bank and they're asking for the loan the banker is looking over his documents and stuff and like he stops in the middle of it and it's like hey i know you for somewhere and like he's like oh yeah like of course you do like I'm the Falcon and he doesn't really say that, but then he like flaps his wings and the guy, then he finally gets it. And then he, then he seems like he's like, at first he's not really, it doesn't seem like they care about these two people. Like the banker doesn't care about uh, Sam and his sister. He's just there because he's doing his job. And then once he finds out that he's the Falcon, he's taking uh, pictures of them and he's asking if he can take a selfie with his arms open and all kinds of things like that. So it's put in there for a reason uh it's just to show that i guess people really care about more about the hero part of people and not the like average like hey we're out here we we're trying to bust our ass to physically make a a business and like we need we need this loan and everything but the banker really just cares about like hey you're the superhero dude you're amazing that's awesome i'm glad you're here sorry i can't help you
1: i also thought it was a good scene to show different consequences of the blip. So we never get to see what happens in those five years necessarily. And we also don't get to see what happens in the immediate aftermath after half the world returns. So we see the consequences of how do you justify no income for five years? What do you do about housing? What do you do about loans? What do you do about all these daily things that require years of accumulation when you don't have any? When for five years, nothing happened. Um, I think it's a great way to show those consequences slowly but surely so that we get the full scope of the blip has more consequences than just you were here, you weren't, and now you're back again. So it, it serves two purposes, that scene. It does make me very angry as well.
0: So after that scene, they uh, you go back to Sebastian Stan and he's on his date. Uh, So he goes fizzly back to the restaurant uh, where he meets the the waitress and they start playing Battleship.
1: Yeah. And it's a cute idea to play Battleship. Um, She does make a comment. Wow, you can really drink. As we all know from the first Captain America movie, it's because alcohol doesn't affect people who've gotten the super soldier serum the same way. Um, But then we also start to really pinpoint that he's friends with the older gentleman because he had killed his son.
0: Yes. And then talking about what Mrs. Veggie says, I I want to throw this out there because I'm a huge Wolverine fan. Wolverine is not affected by alcohol and old man Logan. They portray that he's losing his power because he starts consuming alcohol and you can actually see that he slows down slash gets drunk. And that's just to show that the power of the serum that Wolverine has received is actually failing his body now. I just want to throw that out there.
1: Oh, man. Okay. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Thank that you.
0: That is why they put the whole alcohol scene in Old Man Logan is because they fizzly, you cannot drink, like, like you said, they drink alcohol. It does not affect them at all because of the serum. And Old Man Logan's portrayed that the power is actually leaving Logan's body and he's getting weaker and weaker. He doesn't like heal as fast and everything like that. And alcohol starts to affect him.
1: This could definitely go into a Logan tangent. I'm going to try and withhold my thoughts on All that. Right,
0: let's get back to the dating scene. Let's get back to the dating scene. So, Well,
1: he leaves the dating scene.
0: Well, yes, he leaves because she makes a comment about the gentleman's son. Like, hey, it's it's so sad that his son has died. He he feels the way because he, he doesn't have a closure. Like the, the old gentleman says to it, Sebastian Stan or Bucky Barnes or Winter Soldier earlier that, hey, look. They just, the cops told me like my son was just in the wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. And that was, he just wants closure to know why his son died or what had happened. So he leaves the scene and you can physically see that Bucky just wants to go to him and says like, Hey, I killed your son.
1: And you can also see that he can't because he has developed a relationship with this old man. And it, he's torn between making his amends and breaking something that he has actually built up on his own. It's it was a really impactful scene very small and brief um but really important for the show
0: and the i think the point this is what i'm saying the the view i get is that even though superheroes superheroes are are people and they're not above anybody like s- superheroes have their problems Uh, A lot of people out there say, oh, I wish I could be a superhero. Superheroes just go through the same amount of stuff that we do. So like you see Sebastian Stan or Bucky Barnes that lives in the superhero world where he was a ex soldier for the enemy kind of thing. And he has to live with that. So you see Sam Wilson also uh, like his life has changed and like his new problem is like he's been gone for five years and like he took care of the business, I'm assuming, with his sister before the snap and everything like that. Like he actually helped run it, and he's been gone for five years. And like his his biggest thing in this episode is like he hasn't adjusted to the change of coming back five years later and like not being there for his sister and like the business failing and everything failing.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of adjustment and finding what normal is, kind of like that episode synopsis told us. We then transition to Switzerland, where we see Torres, that Air Force member service member that was working with Sam and we see that he has somehow tracked down or is involved now with the extremist group and we are introduced to what I believe is a brand new super soldier
0: yes the scene's kind of cool like not gonna lie the setup of the scene is is a great idea he's walking around kind of like on his cell phone saying like lost but he sees like a, a mob of people and he walks up to another gentleman that says and says hey what are we supposed to do And then all of a sudden you see a guy with a mask on come into the middle of the group, drop down a duffel bag and break out all the same mask. And when that happens, you see two money bags thrown out the window and the dude jump out with it, doing the superhero landing that Marvel is known for. And then just everyone scatters,
1: which is a great plan if you're trying to get away with money, just create total chaos and have no idea who's what, where. Um, But Takes it upon himself to confront this guy because he can see that this guy does major damage. Well,
0: first the before he sees that he you see the mass people running away and the police are there and there, there's like one police officer is like talking to one guy and they're not really having anything. But there's another one that like you physically see them fighting and that's when like the new mass superhero dude hands off the two duffel bags, walks over to the police officer, kicks him twenty feet across the the room and into a pillar, and that's when. Torres
1: Torres gets involved at that point, And we get not necessarily a glimpse of who this new super villain is, um, but we see that he can do major damage. And then we transition all the way back to Sam and we see Torres is showing Sam all of this. And at one point, Sam hesitates when he's talking to Torres about it. And I think, that is to be a conversation about the super soldier serum.
0: I, I know what you're referring to. Um, You see like, he's like, do you think it's, and he is like, yeah, don't say anything kind of thing, but this stays between you and me. So I want to know, it'd be cool to learn what Torres knows already because we're going into this kind of blind. Like we don't know what the Falcon said to Torres and we don't know what Torres has told the Falcon and we don't know how much the actual like air force is involved in this. Like, Is this like behind the scenes between Falcon and and Torres where they run like their own, like, is this like Batman and Robin kind of kicker with Alfred? And is it like the whole city of Gotham knows what's going on? But I, I feel like Falcon and Torres are kind of working on their own like pace. Like they're they're kind of by themselves.
1: It feels like a side project. It definitely feels not on the books mission style. It feels more like Falcon was like, hey, do this for me. Don't let anyone know.
0: Yeah, kind of like when Nick Fury tells Black Widow, hey, when Captain America's going to the ship to get the hostages, I need you to go there and steal information. I think it's kind of like a side thing like that. Not saying that Shield's involved in it, but it could be just between Falcon and Torres.
1: Well, it wouldn't be Shield anymore. It's sword. At least I think Shield no longer exists as we know it in phase three, because as we all know, at least I think we do, that Nick Fury is in outer space. So I think it's only sword now. Um, but then, so Sam ends that conversation, right? As his sister busts through the door. And is like, you have to watch this and turns on the TV.
0: And then when he turns on the TV, you physically see the crazy guy that I think is going to be some type of villain slash like maybe at part of Hydra, if Hydra still exists, cause I just found out shield doesn't exist. Uh, Giving the the shield. Well, technically he already gave the shield, but he's given a speech that, like, hey, America needs a hero. We need someone now to protect us. We need someone to like embody the spirit of the United States. And you were presented with Captain America 2. who is 0. not Sam Wilson.
1: <laughs> or Steve Rogers. We're given a new white guy as Captain America.
0: And we we both believe it's the gentleman that Sam Wilson rescues. Before going into Libya, the, the whole first scene is this gentleman who is the new Captain America.
1: Yeah, that's who I think it is, at least, because I couldn't find any other reason why some secret organization, LAF, was trying to take this person. Uh, and then he kind of looks like the same guy, just dressed up as Captain America. But I I didn't find any confirmation of that.
0: All right, since we've gone over the whole episode now, now we can ask questions. So my first question is, after Endgame, Steve Rogers gives Sam Wilson's The Shield. So we're presented with the idea that Sam Wilson is going to be the new Captain America. Uh, after episode one, it doesn't look that like that way, but I really think he's still going to end up as Captain America. But the first section you see of this action scene, Sam Wilson does not give to about anything. It's true. He He's killing everybody. Yeah. He's blowing up helicopters. He's throwing people against rock walls. He's shooting people with bullets when they're reflecting off his body. Is that how the new Captain America is going to be? Like,
1: See, I disagree with you. I don't think he's ever going to become Captain America. I think he's going to be the Falcon. But the Falcon is, instead of being a sidekick or just like a sidebar hero, he's going to become a big main piece.
0: So if that's really true, I have to say one thing. The new Captain America that they picked, that is not America's ass there.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. That is no Steve Rogers (laughs) booty. (laughs) No, no, you can ever replace that. You can't. You just can't. Do you have any other questions?
0: I'll let you go first.
1: So my question is, how do we create these new super soldiers? How did that go about? And how are they connected to this extremist group? Because... I was always under the impression that there wasn't enough super soldier serum left.
0: I'm, well, trying,
1: I'm trying to remember my, my movie history now.
0: You, well, you do have to remember there's a couple of things that again, this is me talking. I have nothing. This is just me coming out of, of my mind. Uh, black widow. The movie was supposed to happen before this, so it could very well be linked to something like that. And we didn't get black widow because of COVID. And then two, Pretty much every country out there in the world that we live in now, if like if we produced a machine gun, that another country has to produce something better. So there's always scientists working on certain things. So I'm sure there's scientists out there that are making serums or trying to reproduce the serum to make their own uh, Captain America. We do know there is a Captain Russia.
1: True. I guess I guess I just want to understand how we get to this person and then how they're connected to this extremist group. Um, Because the extremist group actually fascinates me um, because it's a great reflection of where the world is right now, where we do have extremist groups from all sides. And I want to understand them better about why they think the blip was better. Like what information did they receive during that five years made them extremist? So that's my question.
0: Thanos was kind of right. I mean, you can't deny it.
1: I know I'm not, I know I'm always torn between arguing about Thanos and I just think his approach wasn't the way to do it.
0: I mean, ideally when you had to kill so many people, it does suck, but legitly we're not going to go there.
1: I know we just can't because that's a wormhole in and of itself. Um, That's my big question. The only
0: other thing I have to say about this episode, and it's going to be the whole series is the fact that Sebastian Stan or Bucky Barnes. Actually, Fizzly talks so much in all the old movies and everything. He never speaks like he has like one liners or anything, if even that much. Uh, Like, I don't think he really talks a lot in any other movies. So it was just crazy to see him talk so much. And I like when I was watching the episode, I was like, I know Sebastian Stans has done other movies, but I don't think I've ever heard him speak before.
1: Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) I just really like that Bucky continues to be kind of petty. (laughs) so we saw in the captain america movies civil war particularly he was petty and he's still petty i appreciate that petty respects petty
0: and then (laughs) the the one last thing i have to ask you has nothing to do with the episode itself but would you rather have bionic arm and be an assassin or have flying wings and be kind of like the hero
1: oh i would much prefer to be the assassin i
0: think i think so too
1: (laughs) I don't even know if that's actually a a real challenge question.
0: Isn't it crazy that like Bucky Barnes knew about COVID before we all did and had the face mask before going in?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's true. I mean, he was the coolest guy. I, I know he's an assassin, but same thing. I would much rather be black widow. Who's also an assassin than most other characters. So I just think assassins are cooler.
0: Assassins are totally cooler. Uh, Everybody knows this. Now that's pretty much episode one wrapped up in a, a big, Giant ball.
1: Do you have any lingering thoughts about the overall episode?
0: I honestly think comparing this is going to be bad because I'm going to compare this to WandaVision. I think this coming out after WandaVision really hurt it the first episode. The first episode of WandaVision was so amazing. like It was really good. Gave you a lot of stuff. This episode I don't think we have high expectations because of WandaVision. So I think this episode was good, but I think Comparing it to WandaVision, you're going to assume that it's actually kind of bad. Mrs. Veggie, what kind of thoughts do you have on the episode?
1: Overall, it feels just like an uneven episode. Um, I do question some of the film choices. <laughs> um, I already talked about my kind of beef with the whole therapy scene, um, but it just felt like an uneven episode. However, it does feel grounded in reality for once. We're not dealing with magical beings, we're not dealing with you know, infinity stones, outer space, which is we're in reality. And that is actually kind of nice to be in reality for once. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I guess it's a season. It's a uh, limited series. And I'm interested to see how they bring together these two characters who have pretty different life paths right now.
0: Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast and tagging along with us on our thoughts and ideas about the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, We will be continuing to do this every Saturday. Uh, So please check back next Saturday for episode two. Uh, If you enjoyed it, please hit us with a follow on all platforms, Google play, Apple play, Apple podcasts, Spotify, overcast anchor. There's tons of them out there guys. Uh, Again, thank you guys so much for the support. You guys are amazing. Uh, Be sure to check us out on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash veggie banger and twitch.tv slash Mrs. Veggie
1: on your left.